0: Hi, this is Sharon, and this is my podcast called Getting Unstuck. I'm a spiritual coach, intuitive, medium, and tarot reader. I created this podcast to help people get unstuck. I'll have weekly guests sharing their stories from stuck to unstuck, from hopeless to thriving. My passion is to help people, and through this podcast, I hope it inspires you to get unstuck and begin the life you've always dreamed of. Today, I have the great pleasure of speaking to Deb Hastings. Deb has been my teacher for eight years. And when I was in the middle of a spiritual kerfuffle, as I call it, she helped me find what was within me that was trying to speak. She helped me find my soul's purpose and to understand my intuition. And I have to say, you saw so much more in me that I could see in myself. And I just wanted to say to you, I appreciate your guidance and the way you stuck with me all those times I doubted myself.
1: My greatest joy and pleasure, my dear.
0: So Deb, for those of you who don't know you, please tell us what your life's work is all about and who you are.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Well, I first want to say thank you so much just for thinking about me and including me. in this is like amazing adventure that you are on. It brings me the greatest joy to see people that come into my life that I interact with stepping into their power and sharing their light with other people. So my my business name is Points of Light Resources, and it's because I had a vision many, many years ago um, that one of my purposes, if you will, or one of the reasons that I'm here is to connect people uh, to their greatest potential. And when that happens, like their inner light. The light inside of them lights up and then they share it with others, exactly like what you're doing on your wonderful podcast series. And then we don't know who it's going to affect or effect, right? But it's just going to keep sort of going out exponentially. And so when I first got that vision, I didn't know what it was. But through a series of events and sort of following what I was curious about, which has always been behavior and why people behave the way that they do. Um, It it led me to a lot of circumstances in my life. And so my background is in behavioral science, but I've always been, um, I guess what you would call really intuitive. I've always had a great inner vision. I've always trusted it. It has guided me through many things in my life, and I felt like it was something that was supposed to be shared. So when I got out of college, what I did was I kind of combined both worlds, if you will, opened up shop. Um, I call my business integrative life coaching. But essentially what I do with people is I work with them to help them get where they are in their lives to where they want to be, even if they don't consciously know where that is. And that's how I met you.
0: Yes, indeed. My podcast name is called Getting Unstuck, as you know. So I'm curious to know what kind of quote unquote stuckness you've seen with your clients and how long have you been in business? Almost 30 years.
1: Well, you know, I'm only 25, so I don't even know how that's. Awesome. <laughs> Every year I'm going backwards. Okay. Um, I have been in business about 32 years now, and, um, which again, I'm so grateful for. And my business keeps growing and expanding the way that I hope that all of us do. As, like I said, as we keep exploring what we're curious about. Um, but absolutely, over the years, I've noticed there's a real common theme uh, in what you are referring to as where are people stuck? So basically, when people come to me, you can almost divide what's going on in their life into three categories. People are either stuck when it comes to money, they're either stuck when it comes to relationships, or they're stuck where when it comes to their health. And when I use the word health, what I'm referring to is not just physical health and wellness, although that's a component of it, but anxiety or feeling tired, or just not feeling joy, or maybe depression. That all falls under that category. But really what's behind those three major categories, which I think most people listening to this will recognize, that somewhere in their lives they've either been in one of those three categories or maybe all three. All right, But what's behind those three categories is a deeper um, feeling, if you will, of being stuck, which is why am I here? What am I doing here? And then if you even go deeper, what's behind that, the core reason coming from my belief about why people feel like they're stuck, it's that they don't remember that they are the ones that can write their own story. They, people don't remember or inherently don't remember that they have more power than we've been told. And so when you don't know you're the creator of your own story, you feel confused. And when you feel confused, then you're like, what the heck am I doing here? And then it falls into the categories that I just mentioned. Right. Right? Does that make sense? I, I mean, I would think you see that in your practice as well.
0: Yes, I do see that in my practice as well. So do you think stuckness has been the same over the last 32 years you've been in business?
1: Absolutely. I mean, always. And again, and I I don't even necessarily like this vocabulary, like, oh, you can put people in, in categories. But what I mean by that is no matter what challenge a person's going through, I think that if you really take away you know, their own unique circumstances, it always boils down to those categories. And again, what's always behind those categories is they don't feel that they have uh, the equipment, the information, the wherewithal within themselves to change what's going on with them. And so that's really what my entire 32 years has been based on. I do it in a lot of different ways, but what I love to do is just mirror back and show people a little bit like Glinda in in the wizard of Oz. Although I swear she gets a bad rap because if I was Dorothy, I would have punched her in the face at the end of the movie. Right. Because she's like, Oh my dear, you've had it all along. And it's like, Oh my God, I just went through like flying monkeys pooping on me and getting scared to death." And I almost died in a field of poppies and I had it all along. Why didn't you tell me at the beginning? And the answer to that is because you wouldn't have believed me. You wouldn't have believed me. And so some of the joy is in the journey, which is like so cliche, because when you're in the journey, you don't always feel the joy. But it's it's the sense of accomplishment of that realization, like oh, you are, you already had it in you all along, and that that brings me the most joy when I work with people when that realization comes, and uh, and they start writing their own story, and that's how you get unstuck. You write yourself out of it. If that makes sense.
0: Why do you think people have forgotten that they're the creators of their own reality? Do you think we forget just by virtue of family dynamics, or is it because society? doesn't promote that kind of inner knowing like when I was growing up if I said to my mom I'm sad or I'm upset her answer literally to everything was go get something to eat it was never let's just talk about it or how are you feeling
1: yeah or here honey here sit down in my family it was like here have some pasta you know and um, I, I think that's because we I think family dynamics is part of it for sure all right um the way that we were brought up or how comfortable or uncomfortable, if you will, um, our parents or the adults that raised us were with being authentic. I think it's deeper than that, actually. And I don't know how deep down the rabbit hole do you want, do you want me to go about this?
0: Yeah, I'm very comfortable with you going deep.
1: So the reason I ask that is because I, I think that, uh, again, on a very deep core level, It's a bit of a game of hide and seek. I think that what happens is our soul desires to know itself uh, the way that the universe or God knows us. And in order to come to that realization, we have to forget who we are, to follow the signs and the clues and the synchronicities. Those aha moments, those oh my god, you know, I didn't realize I could do this, or I didn't know that that would bring me so much joy. And every time we do things like that, like following the little breadcrumb path, I call it. Uh, what happens is we gain more and more recognition, and we remember what was inside of us all along. But even if if you you know are listening and you grew up in this what you think is a perfect family where you had fabulous those parents who adored you and always supported you and all of that, I still bet that there's aspects of you somewhere in there that you don't really believe it, even if it was shown to you or told to you, because we're all here to discover it for ourselves, that it's the hero's journey that we're all on. And so whoever your parents were or, you know, however, however you grew up or what your experiences were, they're all just little fragments to help to get you to remember who you are. And and that's not an always an easy concept. It's not always an easy concept to think about, right? Because it can be very painful. But at the end of the day, there's nothing more beautiful than that realization. So the way I look at it is, you know, if God or the universe or whatever words are comfortable for you, um sat across from you, and looked at you, that is the journey that you're on to look at yourself.
0: I think that's one of the things that you helped me most with was to seek the kingdom within first. Because in the past, every time I looked for answers, I was looking on the outside of myself through different forms like food, alcohol, friends. But the process of going within was something that you really ingrained in me. And I'm so thankful for that.
1: Oh, and that brings me so much joy to hear that, and and I love doing that. I, I mean, I love you. I love working with you, you know, and um, I'm very grateful,
0: you know, for
1: the practice that I have and the people that I get to meet. Um, everybody in one form or another that seems to come across my path in my professional life is a seeker. They might not consciously know it they might be coming because again they feel really stuck and they're unhappy and don't know how to get out of it but that's a form of seeking as well because that what they're seeking answers and in the beginning for me I'm very happy to um, sort of be like a billboard on I-95 and 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 give the answers if you will but as we continue on the journey more and more what I do is um suggest and help people find their own, because that's what empowerment really is. And we all have our very unique way of, of getting to that place. I feel I like. Agree. And I don't I know asking... I'm Sharon. I don't know. You know, I mean, when I say that, um I hope I'm, you know, for me, my entire life, I'm never done seeking. I'm always open to what is the next thing and what aspects of myself can I expand and explore. And I think that that is part of the beauty of the journey. And and it can be painful. And it's okay to feel all the feelings because that's why we're here. However somebody grew up is important. Don't get me wrong. You know, like you said earlier, the family dynamic and all of that. Um, But... I don't know of anybody who is born into a physical lifetime who doesn't represent one of those three or possibly all of them categories. I call it sort of the human condition, but I don't mean that in a in a negative way. I mean it's a beautiful thing to realize that we are all experiencing the same things but, but you know possibly in very different ways, right? Because depending on how old you are and what sex you are and the demographic you grew up in. But there are so many clues. And so my biggest job is, you know, I just am really a big magnifying glass walking around and I just try to get people to become their own, um, you know, inspector, so to speak, or detective.
0: So I want to ask you about intuition. My first question is, do you think everyone is intuitive?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't think intuition is a gift. Um, I think it is uh, a natural part of who we are. Because for me, intuition is simply the ability to listen to yourself, no matter what is going on around you or what you have been told.
0: If someone listening today wanted to increase their intuitive abilities, what are the things you would suggest to help them increase their abilities?
1: Yeah. Um, one of the, these are not in order of importance. There's uh, the two things that are coming to my mind right now are, uh, taking some time to be quiet with oneself, whether that looks like prayer or meditation. And it, and it could be, uh, listening to music or guided meditation or journaling, getting quiet and, um, Sort of filtering out what I call outside noise, which can be people as well as experiences, is a wonderful way to start rebuilding the connection to your intuition. That's number one. The second way is I tell people to... Uh, go spend time in nature, and um, you don't have to be a tree hugger. Although I highly recommend it. All right, but you don't have to. It's just um, going outside and and going for a walk or sitting on your porch or deck or wherever it is that you might be living, and really doing nothing but just observing, because nature is one hundred percent operates on intuition. It is never confused. But those are easy things anybody can do, and and there's actually A whole list of things I think people can do. Um, But those are things anybody can do and you get almost instant gratification from it.
0: Thank you. My next question is about the modalities you use during your session. You're a fabulous tarot reader. You've taught me and many other people to read tarot from a deep and higher perspective. So I know tarot is one of the modalities and I would love you to talk about tarot and your orosoma bottles and the training that you had with Orosoma?
1: Well, it was not easy getting that training. It uh, it came at a time in my life when I was uh, younger and a single mother and didn't have a lot of money, and it required me leaving my son for a period of time uh, in the you know care of family, but still in trying to come up with the money and traveling to England a lot. But it was something that was very like deep inside of me. And so I followed it and I'm grateful that I did. So endure might be the right word for it. Um, Orosoma is a huge part of my practice. And oh my goodness, I think I was introduced to that system. I don't know, maybe 35 years ago. Um, Basically, it is a beautiful Mm -hmm. system of color therapy. And orosoma, the words mean body of light And it's a system with over 110 jewel-like colored bottles that have liquid in them. They're uh, they're alive, if you will. They have crystals and gem and flower essences, and and they are different combinations. And what they represent is all the amazing, unique ways that we as humans um, can make choices for ourselves and what our preferences are. Uh, but we're all connected to the same. So when I do readings with people using these bottles, uh, it's what it does is it mirrors back or reflects back to them um, who they are deep inside, whether they recognize that consciously or not. We all are drawn to color, and color evokes feeling in us or emotion. It doesn't have to be a conscious thing at all. And that's what that system does. And because I've been using it for so long, even when I'm not sitting with people with the actual bottles in front of me, uh, the colors that people are come through very vibrantly for me. And I use those definitions to help people um, have, a, have a different understanding. You know, it's one thing if you describe yourself to me. It's very validating and powerful if I describe what I see in you. And that's what Orosoma does. All right. And so tarot, tarot's my jam, as you know. Um, Tarot, to me, is like the GPS maps that come downloaded in your cars, right? The GPS is our intuition. And tarot is a system that's already created. That's a map. It's, It's maps, and they're already created and already downloaded. And then what you do with them and how you put in the coordinates and where it takes you determines what your journey is. So it's just like a GPS on your car, all right? And so I've been studying tarot for probably 40 years now, and um, it it never ceases to amaze me the information that it can give. And I would say those are the two biggest modalities between color and tarot that I use with people to show them visually, uh, you know, what what their map is showing. It's like basically, you know, besides being a magnifying glass, I'm a map maker. Um, I help them redesign their coordinates so that they can have a better journey and then, you know, maybe ultimately get to the destination they desire. I really do believe everyone has that potential in them.
0: Yeah, I agree. I remember one of the first sessions we had, you described Tarot as the map at the mall and you described it as, say, we're at Macy's, but we want to be at Cinnabon and Tarot will help us get there. I'm so thankful to you for teaching me tarot. And even though I was extremely resistant to it, my next question for you is about the coronavirus. It's a little left-hand turn here on our conversation, but I want to know what you think from a higher perspective, what do you think the corona is all about?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking me that. Meaning because I would say in the past month, I've pretty much been spending all my days with clients talking about this on different levels. Um, For me and coming from how I perceive things and and what I believe to be true. I think that this virus is a wake up call and an opportunity for us to view number one, how much we are all connected. Number two, uh, that it doesn't have to be that something has to happen and cause great fear in order to get us to change moving forward in the future. So what this virus has represented, is it knocks people at the three biggest categories that we talked about when you and I started of what keeps people stuck. It's scaring them on a money level, right? Because a lot of people are out of work. It's absolutely scaring people on a health level and it's scaring people on a relationship level because this social distancing and having to wear face masks and and separating ourselves from people and those are the three main categories that people are already stuck in and and have fear around so the majority of this planet still operates from fear meaning a lot of times people want to change but they're afraid to change and the only time they change is if they get scared enough like a cancer diagnosis Right. And then all of a sudden the person's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to do better. And and I don't think that is how we are meant to live. I think that moving forward, we're going to realize on a deeper level, we don't have to get the crap scared out of us in order to make the changes, because the clues have been there for a really long time. This is the biggest message that I've been giving people in the last month or more is recognize where you are afraid when it comes to this virus and allow yourself to feel however you're feeling about it and then choose another thought because I do think it feeds on fear.
0: I agree with you 100% there. I think up until this point, some people were not living in their truth or their integrity. And I think the virus is allowing us to take a look at our lives just to see what's working and what's not working. I think when we get to the other side of this virus, we'll be so grateful for being able to be with people again. And I don't think I will, personally, I won't take anything for granted. But honestly, I think that our society has been living in an us versus them mentality for many years now. And um, we could go on and on about the injustices of the world, the right versus the left, and the separateness. So I'm not really surprised that we're living separate lives. I feel like we literally manifested it. I think now is a great time to go within and see where we're off track and what's working for us and not working for us and to see where we are or are not in alignment with our own self. But personally, I feel like the broader perspective here, Deb, is how can we be better human beings?
1: That is a huge one, Sharon, you know? it's, um, I'm not at all diminishing anybody's experience, whatever's happening for them during this crisis. I also think that, I mean, the word I've been using is keep the wheel going. You know, I'm someone who I'm grateful. My, my business, my practice has not had a blip in it. I'm still very busy and working throughout this. Uh, And so is my husband. And so we are grateful for that. And because of that, to keep the wheel going, I'm still sending money to the woman who Thankfully, cleans my house because I'm really bad at doing that. Um, the, one, the woman I go to that does my nails and my hair and um, the gym that we go to and restaurants for takeout. And we're just still doing it because in our way, it's kind of like spreading it out a little bit just to help. It's very uneven on this planet and and i'm not talking about has to go to a socialist state i'm just talking about there's vast differences in how people live and what's available to them and i think that when something like this happens it gives an opportunity if you are in a position where you can be kind and you can offer support or help that's really what this is about You know, and I don't see enough of that happening. I see a lot of people using it as an excuse to behave badly, but that's what I think it's trying to get everybody to do. And I I do think it's going to shift very much for people.
0: I would agree with you there as well. And I pray this thing is over quickly and I pray for all the family members who have lost someone and who could not be there by their side while they're transitioning. To me, that's the most heartbreaking thing is to have a loved one crossing over alone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And and I agree. And it's about just sending out positive thoughts. And if it's anyone that you know or anyone, it's like, what can we do to help them or support them? We've been uh, doing grocery shopping for several elderly families that um, or couples, I should say, that, you know, don't feel safe leaving their house. So we get their shopping list and we go and do shopping with our masks on, like the Frito Bandito, and uh, (laughs) dropping it off on their front doorstep and waving through the window, and um, brings me great joy to do things like that. And I have to be honest, it's not something that I was doing on my own prior, and shame on me. And so now it's broadened awareness. I'm like, oh, it may be, you know, now I want them to know I'm available to help if they
0: need it. Yeah, I feel the same way. I have one last question for you. What is your hope for humanity?
1: Uh, My hope for humanity is that every single human being in their own unique way during their physical lifetime has the experience of truly knowing that they are deeply loved and more powerful than they were ever, ever taught to believe.
0: That's beautiful. And deep bow to you for that. So how can people find you, Deb? I know you have an online tarot class coming up um, in what month?
1: Um, it was going to be in May, but we pushed it back because I just don't think a lot of people, there's just too much going on. and So the online tarot class, which is called Tarot Talk Live, is not starting until September now, uh, once we're through the summer and, and you know schedule sort of getting back to normal, whatever that's going to look like. Uh, there's... A couple ways that people can find me. Um, I do have a website. It's my full name. It's deborahastings.com. Um, I am under Facebook as Deborah Hastings Hocking. And I'm on Instagram also as Deborah Hastings Hocking. And um, yeah, I'd love if anybody has any questions or needs any support, I, I am here. I would love that.
0: Thanks. I'll put that in the notes so people can find you. And I just also want to say thank you so much for the work you're doing in this world. I think it's amazing and filled with love. And thank you for being on Getting Unstuck. And I hope the listeners who heard this today can feel a little unstuck and know that they can rewrite their story anytime.